You are listening to Mindfully Well with Mel, episode number 13. Hey friends, welcome to Mindfully Well with Mel. I'm your host, Melissa Ike. I'm a registered nurse, certified functional nutritionist, and life coach who empowers busy women to attain the life they love and to feel well inside and out. This podcast dives deep into the physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual aspects of what it looks like to live mindfully well. So let's get started. Okay, so today we are going to be discussing failure. And it's not like a feel-good thing, right? No one's like, I love to feel failure. But the truth is that what we assign the meaning of failure to be is really what our result ends up to be. So often we make it seem that failure, which is really, let's define failure, it's just simply the omission of an expected result. And so when we think of it that way, we're taking out the drama of failure and it's just like, oh, okay, I didn't get what I expected, but what can I learn from this? How can I adapt to it? How can I pivot and keep going instead of taking, oh, the omission of an expected result, aka failure, I'm horrible, I can't believe that I'm not worthy, this isn't working, this is a waste of time. All of those thoughts are going to lead to you expecting yourself to just quit because when you speak to yourself that way, what do you think the result will be, right? Why would you keep going when you tell yourself you suck, you're horrible, you can't do it, right? That's going to be really hard to keep going. But when you look at it as, oh, I expected something else, but let's put on our magnifying glass, let's put on our detective hat, and let's get to work and see why didn't I get that expected result, and what can I do next time to get a different result. So whenever we meet an obstacle on our journey, and for today's topic, we're going to be talking kind of, we're going to think about this as weight loss, but you can use this for anything that you're trying to achieve right now, whether that's um, more energy, whether that's drinking more water, whether that's moving your body, or maybe it's in your career. Maybe you're wanting to advance in your career and you didn't get the promotion. Um, maybe it's finding balance at home and you're still feeling you know, pulled in all the directions. And whatever your goal is, whatever you're trying to achieve, you can put this in anything. But for today's context, I'm just going to be talking about weight loss. So when we're on this weight loss journey, we will meet obstacles, right? This is supposed to happen. We're supposed to meet an obstacle and we're supposed to learn our way through the obstacle in order to come to the other side and get what we needed out of that obstacle event. But what happens is that we meet an obstacle and we make it mean that we're failing. We make it mean that we're not doing things the right way. We're making it mean that we're wrong and that we can't do this. But all we need to do is pivot that thought and say, how can I make this work for me instead of against me? Because failing or meeting an obstacle or learning from an unexpected result is never a bad thing. Here's the thing about failing. If you never do the things that you can't fail at, you'll never reach a new level of success. You'll just keep living the same day, the same week, the same month, 
the same year over and over and over with no change because you're not putting yourself in the position to fail and learn. You're keeping yourself safe where you don't have to experience the feelings of failure. And you tend to think that that's the right thing to do. You tend to think that the feeling of failure is bad, but really the feeling of failure is getting you used to being uncomfortable. And what do I always tell you? Being uncomfortable is the currency of getting to where you want to be. And so when we always find ourselves staying safe or we feel something really uncomfortable, we feel like we're nearing the edge of a failing event, then we'll back off and we'll say, oh, no, 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 that was bad. That was bad. And then we go back into our safe place. We go back into the cave and we're not out there, right? And so then you're just living the same day, the same week, the same month, and the same year over and over again, because you're fearful of experiencing simply the feelings of failure. And remember, what's a feeling? It's just a vibration in your body. And if you're okay feeling any vibration in your body, you can certainly be okay feeling the feeling of an unexpected result. In our society and how we live, we tend to look at failing as bad. And so remember that when your mind goes there, that this is how you've been conditioned and that there's nothing wrong with you, right? I still do this. If I fail at something, I often go internal and I'm like, what's wrong with me? People don't like me. Um, you know, I go down this road of terrible thoughts, right? I teach about thought work, but I'm still a human with a human mind that does human things. And so are you, but it's just positioning ourselves after we go down that to be like, okay, no, what's actually going on here so that we can learn from it and keep moving forward instead of quitting because of the unexpected result. So I want to use the example that my son recently took the driver's exam which um, I'm not really sure how I have a 14-year-old who is ready to drive a motorized vehicle, but that's another topic for another day. Um, So just, I think it was last week, we went in to take the driver's exam and he turned 14 in July. So he's been relatively ready for some time. It just took us a while to get a day and time that worked to go in and where he felt like he was ready. So he felt very confident going into this test. And he went in and he failed and he came out and he was just distraught. He was like, I can't believe I failed. I just can't believe it, mom. Like all, you know, first he goes into blaming, blaming the driver's station lady. She's just doing her job. Um, Blaming the exam questions, blaming technology. He went through all of that. He blamed everything outside of himself. And then after um, a little bit of time in the car of him sulking in it, then he started to blame himself. He switched and he was like, I, why can't I do it? Like, it's so... I feel so bad that I failed. And then I was like, okay, well now you're ready to hear from mom. And I said, buddy, you have to be okay failing. You have to be okay with learning from what just happened because there's, you can't take anything from what failing the driver's exam and make it mean anything about you. You got this wonderful opportunity to take the exam and you get so many more opportunities to take the exam. And every time you take that exam, you're going to get better and better and better at it. And I know what you're worried about right now is that you're going to go take the exam and you're going to get worse and worse and 
worse because that's what your mind is telling you. But that's far from the truth. You're actually going to go in and you're going to be so much better next time. And if you don't pass next time, you get another opportunity. And if you don't pass again, you get another opportunity because this is life. And as long as we're living, as long as we're breathing and our feet are on the ground, guess what? You get another opportunity every single day. You get more and more opportunities. And I explained to him why he thinks that failure is bad. And it's really how, you know, how we're conditioned in our society and with school, right? We go to school and we have to pass to get out of school. And the older we get, the more we hate school. Um, And so we're looking for all the ways to quickly succeed and get good grades and be able to get out of there so that we can feel what we think would be freedom outside of school. Also not true, but that's what we think, right? And when I'm thinking about him, he's 14. He wants to, he doesn't love school. He doesn't want to go in. He doesn't want to keep trying and do all the things, right? And his success is determined on passing or failing. And so the word failing is always in school. You don't want to fail. Don't fail. That's bad. That's bad. Don't fail. But what if we looked at it differently and you always have more opportunities to learn from your failures and you get to take an exam again. The system definitely teaches us that you have one chance and then you fail. That's what's generally presented to us, but rarely is that the truth. Even in school, like even in my son's school, if he fails a test, he usually gets another um, chance. He can do extra credit. He has so many more opportunities after that failure to learn and succeed and learn what he needs to know from whatever the content is that he failed at, he gets to try again, right? But that's not always presented in that way. It's like, don't fail. Don't fail. If you fail, you are a failure. It's like assigning that to them. And we all grew up that way. And that's why when we think like, oh, I tried a diet and I failed, we think there's something wrong with us, that we're the problem, right? And that's totally not true. Because when you take these events, these failure events, you get to turn it into what I call a learning event. And when you turn it into a learning event and not a failure, you increase your success by tenfold, more than that. You get to learn what you need to know from meeting that obstacle and failing, right? I love to use examples from clients. Like this week, I was just talking to my client and The week before we had decided, okay, we're going to approach this next week because it had been the, um, the holidays and she had traveled. So it was a lot of weeks of not really doing what she thought was her best. And she wasn't reaching what she wanted to be reaching with her goals. So we decided the next week where she was going to do what she needed to do to prove to herself that she was on the right track. And if she did all the things that she felt very good about, but still didn't feel good in her body, then we were going to make some changes. So then she came to her call and she was like, I didn't do it. I didn't even meet what I would say is like somewhat success because I went out two times over the weekend. I drank way too much alcohol and I feel and I felt very, very guilty. And we used our entire coaching call to learn why she felt guilty and also why she went out and 
consumed more alcohol than what she intended to more times than she intended to. And the beautiful thing about this is that if you were just in a diet program without a coach, without someone there teaching you about yourself and why you do the things you do, what would have happened is she would have said, like, I suck. I can't believe I did this. Like, I can't ever get it right. Like, what's wrong with me? I'll always be like this. I'll never change. This is just who I am. But the beautiful thing about this is she came to her coaching call and she told me about this. And this got to be a huge learning event for her. And now she knows so much more about herself. She knows why she decided to drink the alcohol. She knows why she decided to drink more alcohol than what she planned on. She knows why she decided to drink alcohol more days of the week than what she planned on. She also knows why she feels super guilty and remorseful afterwards. She knows all of that. So now this event where she went out and she drank more alcohol and she did things that she didn't plan on doing, now she understands why she did it. And now she gets to use that as a learning event. She gets to move forward and she has increased her chances of success by tenfold simply because she understands herself so much better. So don't turn these events into being, there's something wrong with you. How can you look at it with a microscope, put your detective hat on and be like, what really happened here? How can I learn from it and keep moving forward? And the other thing I want to talk about is the more times that you fail, the more opportunity you have to build your failure muscle. You get really good at managing your mind around your failures and turning them into learning events. Because the more you try, the more you'll quote unquote fail and the more you'll learn. And every time this happens, your mind will be less dramatic because your mind is really efficient It's really good at finding ways out of things. And the more times you do it, your mind will get over it much more quickly. And it won't be such a dramatic event every single time. Your brain is like, huh, look at that. We got an unexpected result. And now I'm going to take out my microscope and I'm in my detective hat. I'm going to figure it out. And it becomes so much more quick and efficient. And it's not this big adult temper tantrum for a week, two weeks, a month, six months, a year, whatever it ends up to be. You also become so much more resilient. Um, And in order to live a healthy lifestyle, you have to be resilient. Um, When I think of resiliency, I think of being bendy and flexible in a good way. Like, I'm not talking about boundaries here. Like, we still want to have boundaries for ourselves. That's a whole nother podcast topic that will be coming in the near future. We need to be like bendy and flexible in a good way, right? And I call this living in the gray instead of the black or white which improves your success by so much. If you are a recovering perfectionist, or if you're not even aware that you're a perfectionist, this could be you, so pay attention. This is really difficult to do because the gray area feels really uncomfortable. Your mind wants to know what's right and what's wrong. It wants to know what's black or what's right. And it really needs to have certainty. Your mind, even if you're not a perfectionist, keep in mind that your mind does love certainty. And so for most people, living in the gray is going to be really hard. But for someone who is a perfectionist, it's really, really hard. But 
What really needs to happen is that you need to be comfortable living in the gray and not having exact answers in the black or the white, because living in the gray is actually where your success lies. This is where your consistency lies and not your perfectionism. I always like to say that someone who's wanting to be perfect, they're aiming for a hundred percent, but somebody who is aiming to be perfect usually will not give any percent of effort if they know they can't do it perfectly because it's a waste of energy. It's a waste of time. They're putting themselves out there in a very vulnerable way to not be perfect. And so likely they're not even going to pursue it at all. So let's say you have a week, a perfect week, and it's at a hundred percent. And then the next week, you know, you can't be perfect. So you don't try, you don't do it at all because you can't set yourself up for that failure. So you do 0%. And let's say that you consistently do this 100% and then 0% over the course of six months. You're averaging 50% effort. Now, let's just say you're okay living in the gray. You're okay being really consistent. You're okay making great decisions most of the time. You're okay being uncomfortable living in the gray. You're going to aim to be about 70 to 80%. And you're going to do this week after week. And if you do this in the same amount of time, six months, you're going to be 70 to 80% on point. Whereas someone who's striving for perfectionism, you're going to be at like 50%. So can you see how the consistency and great choices and most of the time and living in the gray and not the black and white will actually get you further so much faster? So when you're a perfectionist looking to avoid failure, you're actually living in 50% and not 70 to 80%. The other thing I want to talk about is looking at um, failures as results. And I often talk about like getting your result. And in those terms, I'm usually talking about like reaching your goal, right? What's your goal is your result. But everything that we do, everything that we we use an action for, and then we create a result. And that result is either expected or unexpected. So it's either a success or it's a failure. What I want you to be okay is creating results, whether it was expected or unexpected, because results whether good or bad, black or white, expected or unexpected, they are the currency of actually reaching your goals. So I want you to think about creating as many results as you possibly can. The more results you create, actually the better. And it doesn't need to be only success results. It also needs to be failure results because you need to have failures in order to learn, in order to become better. And results, it doesn't have to be like the accumulation of weight loss in a week or a month or however you're measuring your goal. It can simply be like, how did I feel after breakfast today? That was a result of what you ate and how you moved your body this morning. That's a result. So let's say after you had your breakfast and you moved your body, you feel fantastic. Great. That's a result. Let's use that information to keep going. Or let's say you had breakfast and you feel awful today. Great. That's a result. Let's use that information to pivot and keep going. Do you see the very small difference between the expected result and the unexpected? It was just a small pivot. It wasn't, I'm terrible. It wasn't, I'm, this isn't working. It wasn't, I'll never get it. It's never, here we go again. It was just a small pivot to create another result. And the more results you can create, the more successful you'll be, regardless if it's failure or not. 
I want you to think about all the times you've started and stopped a diet program or to lose weight or to find more energy or to simply feel better, to love your body, to be confident. Think about all the times you quit because you believed you failed. Why do you think you quit? Like, really, why do you think that you quit? You quit because it actually felt really good to quit. Think about when you walk out the door of a job you hated. It felt really good, right? You're like, I'm never stepping back into those doors ever again. Goodbye. And let's say that you quit the weight loss or body confidence or um, hormone, whatever it is, a program that you started. It was likely because you hated it, because we don't quit things we love. Now ask yourself, why did you hate the program you started? Likely, it was an attempt to escape your body. It was a loathing decision. It was a, I got to get out of this body. It was a, I can't believe I look like this. I can't believe I feel like this. I can't believe these pants don't fit. I don't want to get dressed today, right? You were attempting to escape yourself and your body with horrible thoughts. And desperation leads to degradation which leads to confusion. And confusion is a really good reason to quit or do nothing. Or sometimes we will opt in to a cookie cutter plan because a cookie cutter plan is black or white, right? It has do this and you'll achieve this. It has don't do that because that would be bad, right? It's quick it's easy, it's cheap, and you're putting yourself into a diet box. And here's the thing, uh, the diet box is not where you belong. And it's certainly not what you want. The diet box is not a life. It's simply instructions. And instructions appeal to those of you who are perfectionists. Because it provides you with black or white, good or bad, yes or no. It provides you with what feels like certainty. And it feels good for a short amount of time until it wears off and you find out that your beautiful, individualized body and life can no longer fit in this box. And then what? You quit, which feels good for a hot minute. And then you'll have the feeling of failure. And then you'll start the desperation cycle all over again with the thoughts of, I can't believe I look like this. I can't believe I'm starting over again. I can't believe my pants won't button. And then you will find yourself confused. And then you'll choose something that was similar to what didn't work before, only hoping for a different result. But what if you chose out of desire? What if you chose out of the desire to be you in a healthier body, not someone else? What if you choose out of desire to understand yourself and become independent so you no longer have to rely on a cookie cutter plan with four shakes a day? Please don't do that. What if you chose for the desire to be free from diets, for the desire to be confident in your clothes, the desire to love yourself and your choices every single day without confusion? When you have this desire, you start living this way right now. 
You don't wait for the diet to be over and you don't wait for the scale to say a certain number and you don't wait for others to notice that you've lost weight because none of that matters. You have the desire. You have the being of living as your authentic self in a body that feels like yours. And that my friend is freedom from the fear of failure. This is the last call for Mindfully Well. We are starting this week, but you can still get in. Mindfully Well is a six-month program designed to help you lose weight for good while understanding yourself physically, mentally, and emotionally so you never have to start over again. This is your year to cut the chains of your diet rope and finally be free in your healthy, beautiful, and confident body. Just fill out the application through the show notes or head to my website, melissaikecoaching.com, and you will hear from me soon. All right, guys, I will see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Mindfully Well with Mel. If you're ready to take practical steps to live a more mindful and healthy life, I encourage you to follow along on Instagram. You can find me at Melissa underscore Ike, where I share tips to help women just like you become healthier, lose unwanted weight, and feel well without the extremes and overwhelm. If this episode resonated with you, please leave a review on iTunes, which helps me to continue to create content you love. Finally, please note that the material in this episode is for educational purposes only and is not intended as a replacement for medical advice. Thanks for listening.